Wake up, it's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning. <clears throat> good morning, you guys, and welcome to the morning motivation. I'm your host, Brittany Daniel. We go live each and every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. Yes, you guys, if you guys are watching this, this is a pre recording because I had to go into work early today. Um, and last week I got sick, so I had to do it today. So, uh, yes, I am wearing the same thing that I had on yesterday because I did not change. Lazy. <laughs> no, but uh, welcome to the morning motivation. Um, so I did not prepare because I just spent the last 12 hours working. So I hope that I prayed. I hope that the Holy Spirit fills me. I hope that I say the right things. I hope that I'm led the right way. I went upstairs and grabbed the charger and did not bring it downstairs because I got distracted. So we're just going to hurry up and do this and get, get things going. Um, let's jump into our prayer. Go ahead and load up the comments, talk to each other. I know that I am not on at the same time, but I may be in the comments. Okay. So get into it. But today we are going to talk about rewriting your story. I shared something on my, on my Instagram story about rewriting your story. It was by Bishop T.D. Jakes, really, really good message. And I thought that that was a great thing to talk about because yesterday we talked about forgiveness, right? And sometimes our lives turn out a certain way or things are the way they are because of our perception, because the way we see things. And I wanted to talk about that, reprogramming our mind, rewriting our stories so that we don't get stuck into a certain perspective that can end up holding us back and not really advancing us and moving us forward to and elevating to the people that we want to become. So we'll talk about that. Let's jump into our morning prayer. Uh, you guys don't get shout outs today, um, but still load up the comments and communicate to each other. And uh, I'll be in the comments and things like that. Hopefully, if I'm done by the time you guys are watching this. But dear Heavenly Father, thank you for thank you so much for waking us up again for another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet. I pray that everyone watching gets a word from you, that you download something into their spirit that gives them peace, wisdom, discernment. Um, and I pray prosperity, blessings, and abundance on all of your children right now in Jesus' name. And I also pray that if anybody has a negative perception of their lives that you bind it right now in the name of Jesus and that you change and help them change their narrative so that they see exactly who you called them to be so they can grow into their fullest selves and be uh, who you called them to be and to walk the path that you want them to walk. In your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So, and I wish I could go down, I could go down the list and shout some of y'all out, but y'all ain't going to come for me if I forget somebody. So we're not doing that. <laughs> We're not going to do my morning motivators like that. But I wanted to talk about rewriting our stories as people. We can have these perceptions of ourselves, you know, forget the world. We can have those, right? Uh, which we should really change and, and morph and things like that. But we can oftentimes have these preconceived notions about ourselves or these stories that we attach our, ourselves to like, oh, I'm, I have a bad attitude. I'm always late. Um, just all of these different analogies and just things that we can tie ourselves to. And I really want to challenge us to break any negative ones that we have of ourselves and replace those with positive ones. Instead of saying that you're a person who's always late, 
start saying, you know what, I don't accept that anymore and challenge yourself to be as excellent as you can. Do not settle on mediocrity. Do not settle on just who you've been in the past, because we talked about a while ago, talk about our default setting. Everybody has a default setting, right? That's the lazy setting. That's the procrastination. That's the bare minimum. I'm just going to do what I got to do to get by. I feel like somebody at some point, unless you had parents who were very strict and made you go to that top standard, uh, everybody has like that default, right? And it's important that we that we do not stay on that default, that we do not stay tied to the stories that we've told ourselves, that we do not allow ourselves to be less than what God has called us to be. He's called us to be great. He's called us to be excellent. He's called us to be magnificent in everything that we do. And one thing that I've challenged myself on is overcoming, like I've, I've been really praying for strength, the discernment, agility, um, just more endurance for the things that I have to do. Y'all work 12 day, 12 hours straight today. I'm very proud of myself and I'm not tired. Thank God. I'm not mentally tired. Like I normally am. I'm not fatigued. I used to do like a few tasks and be like, oh my gosh, but I'm really praying for God to strengthen my endurance, strengthen my mental state, my energy, everything. So I can perform at my excellent, right? And what I challenge myself to do is instead of taking shortcuts, instead of taking or just not, or just say like, say if I have a task, right? And even if I just can't get it done the way I want to, I challenge myself by elevating a little bit more, not being a perfectionist. I've let that go a long time ago. I, I have no rhyme or reason to try to be perfect anymore. Because if you're trying to strive for, for, for perfection, that's also a, a sign that there's some healing that needs to be done. You know, that there's people pleasing that, you know, your perfectionism can turn into procrastination that hinders you and self-sabotages you from not advancing and being your best self. So my new stance and my new mindset is, let me just get better every day. Let me just try to be better. Um, it can't be perfect, but how can it be better? Right. So I challenge myself that when I see myself, I execute something. I'm like, let's let's just amp it a little bit more, not to perfection, not to overdo it or, you know, kill myself. But let me see if I could just level it up a little bit. Let me try one more time. Like if I'm if I have something that's like I'm hitting a wall, I push myself to try one more time, not to pulp, but just one more time. So in this, what I found is I have a spirit of excellence that I didn't know I had. And the great thing about life is you can always change. You can always revamp yourself. The person you used to be does not have to be the person that you are going to be or the person that you are tomorrow. People may try to tie you from who they used to know, or they'll tell you you're not who you used to be. Who cares? Of course, you, you you should not be. You should not be the same person that you were at 18. You should not be the same person that you are at 26. You should not be the same person from 26 to 30 something. Like you should not be the same person from 30 something to 40 something and 50 something. Like you should always be evolving, always changing. Of course, your core, if you're real to yourself, you're going to stay yourself, right? But I've had people tell me like, oh, I missed the you before the military or before. I'm like, I don't even know who that person is. I've been in the military for 13 years. 
I do not even remember who Britney was before that. I was a kid at that point, and now I'm a full-fledged, grown, grown adult. 13 years is a long time. So if you're trying to get that girl back, she ain't coming back. And I don't even know where she's at. I don't even know where the woman I was six months ago is, right? I'm so proud of myself. And it's okay to just say, you know, I'm different. I changed. I evolved. And people would be like, oh, that's fake. It doesn't matter what other people think or if they think it's fake. As long as you know it's real, as long as you know you're striving, don't let other people, their opinions, try to pull you back to who you used to be, especially when we're on this journey of evolving and changing and growing and trying to be better for God, trying to be better for Jesus, trying to every day just be better and fight your demons and 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 just be better mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Don't let nobody with their opinion try to hold you to who you used to be. Don't let yourself hold you to who you used to be. You know, you can elevate and change at any time. You can rebrand. People rebrand their business a million times, okay? <laughs> Do not think that you have to stay the same way, that you have to dress the same way, that you have to talk the same way, that you have to act the same way, that you have to have the same habits, the same friends, the same social, like the, even hobbies, like, Okay, you used to like doing that. You don't like doing it no more. You can change at any time. You, I don't, y'all, the stuff that I used to care about, the stuff that I used to be into, the stuff that I used to do on a regular basis, I do not even do anymore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. And I'm not saying I was a horrible person. It's certain things. I just, they don't tickle my fancy. And it's not even, God has a lot to do with my new revolution or evolution, but even when I was 18, there were things that I did that I don't rock with no more. That It's boring to me. Y'all, I used to be a club rat, okay? I used to be in a club Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday, like when I was young. And, and you know, if you're young and you're in that phase, unless you're like you, I really, this is how I truly feel. And if I speak out of turn, forgive me. I don't think that there's anything wrong with young people going and living their lives responsibly. I don't think that there's anything wrong with trying stuff out, going to the club, doing, because if you don't get that out of your system, when you're young, you're going to be an older person regretting life, thinking like, oh, did I miss out on something and try to relive it when you should be like matured and past it. And some people never go through that phase, which is totally fine. And I'm not, I'm not telling nobody to go and just be wild, crazy. And no, 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 no. I'm not giving you a pass to be freak nasty. I'm not giving you a pass to be wilding and, and tip in on on a headstand. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but I am saying to live life and experience things because I truly believe that's why the Bible says, raise your kids, you know, to know the good, know God. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. This is something in the Bible, but I am paraphrasing. So go look it up for yourself. But it tells you to teach kids the ways of God and to know God so that when they stray, they'll come back. You know, ever, I feel like most Christians, PKs have had chapters in their lives where they went and wild out. They went to the club. They went and did some stuff. They, they did stuff they weren't supposed to do. And then eventually you grow out of it. You mature and you come back and then you realize ain't nothing out there. But you got to kind of experience it to know it ain't out there. You know what I mean? So don't let anybody tie you to who you used to be or what you've done. Like Facebook likes to remind me of the days when I was just out partying. Like I got pictures of South Padre. And they're all, one thing about me, I was very smart. You will not catch no pictures of me on the internet, busting it wide open, booty all in the camera, unless I was, you know, anyways, I had very PG photos. The most risque thing you're going to see is me in a bikini. 
And now nowadays, that ain't nothing. <laughs> so I was very wise. But Facebook likes to remind me of my college days, which I think is pretty funny. Uh, we went to South Padre Island. So in Texas, when I was growing up, well, when I was in college, I don't even know if they still go to South Padre all these years later. But uh, a lot of us couldn't afford to go to like Miami, you know, the rich kids and, and people. We didn't even have no rich kids in my school like that. But you know, on TV, people would go to Cabo and Mexico for a spring break and all of these places. Child, we couldn't even afford no plane ticket to go nowhere. And we dang sure wasn't driving over 10 hours to go to no Miami. But we used to drive six hours to go to South Padre Island in Texas. And did we have a time? I went almost, I went like four years back to back and they're all mashed together in my head because I can't decipher which time was which time. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, did we have a time, right? And Facebook likes to remind me of those days. And I'm glad that I did those things. I'm glad I got those things out of my system. I'm glad I have those memories, those experiences, because I can say, you know, I'm not missing anything. I'm grown, grown, grown now. And I'm not missing anything in life. But people can't be like, oh, I remember when you, yeah, I did. And I was, and I have, but I'm not no more. I'm grown, grown, grown. You know what I mean? So don't let nobody hold you to who you used to be, what you used to do. You can change and evolve at any time. And it doesn't matter. Like people can't hold me to who I was six, six months ago. Some people wouldn't even rock with me who I was now because of, yeah, I'm a different person. I can fully say that. I, I've always had integrity, always had those things, but I'm just different. And you can be different too. You can always change. You can always evolve. You can always do things. So don't for imprison yourself to who you used to be. Rewrite your narrative and be careful of the narratives that you, you take that other people have placed on you. You know, because some people will say very negative things about you. They'll project their own insecurities. They'll say mean things. They'll say things to bring you down because either they don't have it, that was their experience, or they see something in you that they wish they had that they don't. You know, that's why we read the four agreements. And I always talk about the four agreements. If you did not have that book, you need to get it. The four agreements by uh, Miguel Ru Ruiz. And one of my favorite chapters is you don't take anything personally. Anything that anybody has to say about you is none of your business, good, bad, or indifferent. It is not your concern, not your business. Now it's nice to get compliments, right? It's nice to like, oh, pat on my back for doing something good. But what the book will tell you is anytime people say things good, bad, or indifferent, it has nothing really to do with you. It has how they feel about themselves or what they feel about themselves or what they feel about you. It's not an essence of what's true. The only thing that's true is what you, you deem it. That's why I always tell people my value and validation doesn't come from likes, doesn't come from a relationship status, doesn't come from how many people watch my live stream or how many friends I have. My validation comes from me and God. As long as I know I'm making God proud and as long as I know I'm making myself proud. You know, that's all like the other day I really had a revelation. I was like, Brittany, you're really dope. Like I was like, I really like the person that I am. And that's the most important part. Like, do you like you? And if you don't, then start doing some work to change that. Because at, at the end of the day, you got to go to bed with yourself. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. You have to 
get up every day and be you. You're never going to be anybody else. This is it. This is it. Whoever you got, your body, your mind, your spirit, you can always evolve, grow, change, work out, things like that. But you are you. And God made you uniquely you for a reason. He loves you. He wanted you to be exactly who you were. But we have the wisdom to grow, change, mature, read, get better, work out, things like that, right? Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, advance and get better. But you do not have to hold yourself to who you used to be. But make sure that you like yourself. Make sure that no matter who praises you, that you like you. So then when people don't like you, you can be like, well, I don't care if you don't like me. I like me. I don't care if you think this is weird about me. I like it. And sometimes it's hard. Like I'll post things on social media. I'll be like, is that weird? And then a part of me will be like, well, I don't care because that's who I am. And who cares if it gets three likes or nobody hearts it or whatever. At the end of the day, the only person I'm really, the only being I am trying to please is God. And if I get up there and God is like, I'm proud of you. That's all I need. Okay. I don't need nothing else. I don't care. I do not care. I do not care. That is going to make my whole existence. That's all I want to hear at the end of my life. So as long as I know I am serving and fearing and pleasing God and I am doing the best I can as a person and I'm proud of me. And when I say I'm proud of me, it's not saying like nobody's opinion matters. Of course, I want to be a great friend. I want to be a great daughter. I want to be a great future mother and future wife. I want to be a great um, you know, employee, you know, I have, I have a job now. I have uh, people that I run. I want to, I want them to be like, man, Brittany was really good. Brittany had integrity. She, she worked hard. She did her best. Like I want, when I die, I want people to say great things about me because that's what I put into the world. Not because I care about the opinions, not because I'm seeking validation. Like do you guys, you know, what you think? Not like that, but I do want to leave knowing that I made a difference. You know, I don't want people to have to challenge my character when I leave this world. You know, people have left that have had platforms, have done things in the world and family, not even just on platforms, but in family members, you know, in, in family, just in general have left this planet and people have had, you know, and that's not their problem. They probably did what they felt that they were supposed to do on this world. They probably thought they had more time. I don't want, if I leave tomorrow, God, I don't, I, I don't want to leave yet. But if God were to take me to, tomorrow, God forbid, I want people to be proud of me, which is really scary. Is what if this is like the last thing I said? What if I do die tomorrow? That's really morbid, but my mind goes there. But I want, and I really try to treat life like that. Like if I were to go tomorrow, God forbid, how would people remember me? And so think about that when you're moving through life, when you're doing things, when you're creating, like don't have this perception that we have all this time because we may not. Yes, I'm preparing to be a wife and a mother, but what if I might not get there? I hope I do, God willing, but we don't know. But I want to make sure that I'm doing something every day to fulfill my purpose, to fill God's mission, to make sure that I am on track, to make sure that I am being obedient and I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do that I feel like I'm called to do. So I pray that you're doing the same for yourself. And the only way you're going to know that is by knowing God.
It doesn't come from nobody else. Can't nobody tell you. Can't nobody prophesy to you. Can't nobody um, tell you. No, ain't no psychic. Ain't no tarot cards. Ain't no nothing. Everything comes from God. I'm trying to tell you now. Everything that you need comes from God. There is nothing that you need to seek. There is nobody that you need to ask. There is nothing outside of him that needs to validate your existence and your being and what you are called and meant to be. You don't have to go through a third party. You don't have to go through other spiritual deities and idols. You you can go directly to God. And through Jesus Christ, we have that direct line, okay? So he died for our sins. We have that direct line straight to God. You do not need nothing else. So if you are lost, if you don't know, if you are like, well, Brittany, I want that kind of confidence. Where'd you get it? For one, it took time. <laughs> took a lot of healing, took a lot of work, but I, if I could do it, you could do it. And it starts just with your relationship with God. So just honor him, love him, open your heart to him. Because we talked about this yesterday. He is not, he can't penetrate where you don't allow him to go. If your heart is full with other stuff or you don't believe, or you just will choose not to let him in and choose not to ask him for help. He's, he's a, He's a gentleman. God is a gentleman. He's a beast. I'll tell you what, read your Bible. He's a beast, but he's a gentleman. He will not force his will on nobody. That's why he wants us. He wants us to come to him because he wants the love to be pure. He's not a dictator. He's not going to force you to do anything. He loves us so much. He loves us so much that he gives us a choice. It's like in a relationship. You can't make nobody love you. You let them choose if they want to love you because that's the purest love to choose something every day, to choose to do right every day, to choose to wake up and choose to seek something every day. That is a powerful thing. That's what we want in relationships. It's the same thing. You know, it's not rocket science. We we try to overcomplicate it. We try to make it seem like you got to have all this stuff. You don't. You know, uh, according to the Bible, you got to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then you got to honor God and do the things right. But if you're not there yet, just start with a relationship with God. And then slowly but surely get there in your own time. Read your Bible for yourself. Get a physical one. Open it. Read it. See how it speaks to you. I'll get you some highlighters. Take some notes and see how it speaks to you. Get you a, a one that you can understand. <laughs> that King James is a doozy. Uh, I get the living, I have a living translation Bible. This is the old Bible. That's why it's all folded and, you know, tabbed up and, and marked up and whatever, but I love it. I've had it for 10 years. Get yourself in a good Bible-based church that you trust uh, the leadership that's in there and, and you work on it every day. It's, it's a relationship you have to work on every day, just like you have to work on a marriage every day, just like you have to work on a, a relationship every day, just like you have to work on a parenting, mother, daughter, brother, sister cousin, friendship, just like you have to work on stuff every day, your health, your well-being. It's something you just got to do every day. It's just, it's that simple, but it doesn't take a lot of effort. All it takes is your open heart, loving him, wanting to seek him and just honoring and fearing him. And when people, when the Bible says to fear the fear God, it's not supposed to be supposed to walk around spooked all the time. <laughs> it's not that type of relationship. It's basically the fear is knowing that, hey, if I do wrong, I'm going to be, it, it ain't karma. And all it is is karma. All it is is natural law. Do unto other, the golden rule, do unto others if you want to, to do unto you. I will tell you what, 
Do I have my moments that I go through things as a human being? Absolutely, because nobody is exempt from life. Life is going to have past everybody's trials, tribulations, ups, downs, bad times, all of that, right? But what I can say is I have a lot of positives in my life, and I truly believe it's because of how I treat people. I truly treat every single person. I don't care what their position is. I don't care what they do. They could be a janitor. They could be a homeless person. They can be, I look at everybody. They're a child of God. I need to respect them. I need to honor them. I need to speak to them and acknowledge that they exist. You, I don't care if people got money. I don't care. No social status, no social media numbers. Everybody matters. You matter the same as I matter. Nobody is, nobody is, God don't care about none of that. None of the stuff that we care about, he don't care about none of that. He cares about your heart. God, the Bible says God will examine your heart. And I truly try to keep my heart very pure. I try to do right. I fear the Lord because I don't, I don't play about, I don't play with him and I don't play with his kids. And I don't, I don't, I know what he say, he say, okay. You know, don't try them, try them, don't try Jesus. Don't try to God, don't try God. God don't play. <laughs> He'll, he'll get you together real quick. He's very he's sweet. He's loving. But God reminds me of, I ain't going to say that because it's going to sound wrong. You know them people in your life that they're nice as pie that will give you the shirts off your back, but you better not play with them. <laughs> you better not do it. You better not do it. Um, but uh, he just wants your love, but he can't, he can't force it. He won't. He's a gentleman. He is going to allow you to, in your own time, you know, get to know him, work towards him, get to, and see what he says. Um, see what his word says. Open it up and see what God says about sir. Did you have any questions? A lot of Bibles in the back. You just open it up and, and you can read exactly what he says about wealth, what he says about understanding, what he says about signs, what he says about spirits, healing, stealing, the stars. He Everything is outlined for us. Anytime I have a question, I'm like, well, what did God say? And I just go read my Bible. And for some people, they don't believe. I used to be one of those people where I was just like, well, I don't believe everything in the Bible and teach their own. But I don't see why this is so bad. It really teaches you to do the right thing. I have yet to read anything out of the Bible that was just like, go be a bad person. The eye for eye was, was, was you know, taken out in the New Testament. That's why you got to read it yourself. And also... Don't let what people have said, told you, uh, old church hurt, anything keep you away from the, the word and, and God. Try again. You know, and you were, a different, you were in a different season in your life too. And I know some of this for some people are repetitive, but this might be somebody's first time. So I want to say this. You know, I experienced church hurt in my 20s. I had to heal that, forgive it and move forward. Because if I wouldn't have done that, I would be missing out on so many amazing experiences and meeting so many dope, amazing, God-filled people. I wouldn't be doing this right now if I didn't heal my church hurt. And we forgive everybody else. We forgive our parents. We forgive our ex-boyfriends. Some of y'all, some of y'all were people that y'all shouldn't even be with. Y'all done forgave them. <laughs> forgive and get back in the church and heal that. Heal that relationship that you have with God. Forgive God if you if you've ever had any like just just you know 
tension towards him or, or felt like he's let you down or anything like that, heal that relationship. Forgive God. We talked about forgiveness yesterday, but that's something I didn't mention. Forgive God and, and come to an understanding and know that he loves you, know that he's there for you, know that he's never going to leave you. You can always call on his name and you can always speak in the name of Jesus. Hello, somebody. And, it, and stuff will happen. Okay. Ooh, stuff will happen. So um, love him, fear him in a great way, not in a spooky way, but in a great way. To make sure that you're on the straight and narrow and do your best every day. He doesn't want you to be perfect. He knows you can't be perfect. You know, he who cast the first, who he without saying cast the first stone. Can't nobody, you know, he knows you ain't perfect. He knows you're going to slip. He knows you're going to not do the right thing all the time. That's why he gives us grace. And that's why we can ask for forgiveness in Jesus name. And we repent and we try to do better every time. Uh, he doesn't expect you to be perfect, but he does want you to love him. But he can't make you. He can't force it. He can't make you. He won't. Like I said, he's a gentleman and he just wants your love and he wants you to just love him with your whole heart and try. So once you try each and every day to be your absolute best, but rewrite that story. If there's something in your past that you just feel like God can never love me or I can never be loved because of X, Y, and Z, there's never nothing that you can do. Nothing. Jesus was around prostitutes, the woman with blood, the man with the, the hand, the blind man. There's no, there's nothing too nasty. There's nothing too dark. There's nothing too gross. There's nothing too shameful that God won't love you through. He made you. He knew what you was going to do. He was there when you did it. <laughs> he knows everything. So there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to fear. Love him. Ask him for forgiveness. Forgive yourself. If you want a lesson on forgiveness, we talked about it yesterday. And, and just be the best person that you can be moving forward. You can always change. You can always evolve. You can always just say, no, I don't care if you did it 24 hours ago. You can always say, no, I want to do, I want to do better. And if you slip, ask for forgiveness and keep it moving. You know, God don't hold grudges. He doesn't. He doesn't. We do it to ourselves. We will torment ourselves and beat ourselves up and not be our own best friends and make ourselves feel super, super bad off stuff that God forgave us for. And he's just trying to, well, he's waiting on you just to move forward and just be better. That's it. And for those of you who are doing better and are working and are striving and are really putting in the work, God sees it. And don't think because you ain't got your Cadillac yet or your blessing, you feel like your blessing is delayed, that God is, is holding out on you. He's not. It's just in his perfect timing. You know, and I hear in my mind, he's saying, it's only been three weeks. <laughs> Relax. No, I'm saying. <laughs> One time I was praying and, uh, I forgot what somebody said in church. I think the apostle was like, um, ask God to say something or something like that. Like ask God to say something to you or whatever. And, uh, God told me, relax. Like, don't just woosah. You good girl. Like chill out. <laughs> I heard him it clear as day. He said, relax. Like at some time God will talk to me in a perfect sentence, like just one word. And I know exactly what he's talking about. He's just said, relax, child, just relax. Um, and that's the funny thing. God will talk to you how you will understand. You know, some people were asking, well, how do you know if you hear God? You'll know because uh, 
only you you get it. Especially like the more you have a relationship with God, the more you can tap into like, um, it's going to sound crazy for some people, jokes. He's going to talk to you exactly how you, how you, how you can interpret and understand. He, he cracks jokes with me like, and me and Jesus be having a ball together. It sounds weird to some folks. If you know, you know. If you've cultivated that relationship, you know. That's my whole boyfriend over there. Anyways, it's going to get weird. People are going to be like, what is she talking about? If you know, you know. The more you cultivate your relationship with God, Jesus, and, your, and, and however that works for you, um, then you'll know. But just it just starts with a relationship. It's cultivation. It's getting to an understanding, loving, and just doing your best, right? Somebody's going to be like, this girl is so weird. <laughs> and I don't care because I'm doing it for the Lord. Uh, no, but I just pray that you just strengthen your relationship. I, I don't have too much more time because the battery's going low. I just want you to strengthen your relationship. I pray he wants you to. I pray that you strengthen your relationship. I pray that you get in a Bible-based church. I pray that you get a physical Bible. Y'all order them on Amazon. New Living Translation and start your journey. Get some highlighters. Get some little tabs so you can um, mark it up and just learn the words. Start with Proverbs if you don't know where to start. If you want to read what Jesus had to say, read Matthews. If you want to, Matthew, if, uh, if you want to start from the beginning, start with Genesis. See how God first started. And, and learn the word for yourself so people can't use it against you. So people can't tell you the wrong thing and teach you the wrong stuff. Um, it's some good stuff in the Bible. If you think it's boring, read it with mature eyes. You'd be like, ooh, some stuff going on up in here. It's some really, it's some telenovelas up in the Bible, okay? <laughs> and if you've been on a part of Morning Motivation, if you know, you know. Uh, but uh, I just really hope that you are strengthening your journey with God right now, knowing that he loves you, knowing that I love you. And if you want to be a part of a community, if you do not have a church home yet, be a part of the Morning Motivation crew. We go live each and every weekday. Everybody's in the comments. They're in the comments right now talking to each other, greeting you, welcoming you. Um, it doesn't matter what denomination you used to be or what you believe. You, Everybody is welcome. The doors, of, the doors of the church are always open to anybody, if anybody who would like to listen. All right. But that's really all I have today. Um, I didn't really prepare. Just spoke. I prayed and just asked God to speak what's on my heart, put through this, the, the message that he wanted to hear or he wanted you know, to be out there. And it's just about just love him. He loves you so, he loves you so much. Oh, you don't even know. Oh, you don't know how much he loves you. Oh, he loves you so much. Oh, I'm getting full. He loves you so much. He does. He just wants you to love him back and he can't force it. So it's up to you. It's all the ball. Is, the ball is in your court, as they say, you know, the cards is on. Never mind. I don't even know. <laughs> The cards are on your table. Is that how is that is, is that how they go? The cards are on your table. <laughs> that is not the saying at all. But um it's it's the ball is in your court. So I hope that you guys have a beautiful, blessed Tuesday. I pray that you guys are getting in a Bible-based church. You are reading your Bibles, you guys are ordering your Bibles. Um yeah, and you guys just have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. I can't believe we're coming up on the 200th episode of Morning Motivation. Yo.
That's a lot of hours. 200 hours? Dang. Look at me. Look at us. Because a lot of y'all been here since day one. Okay. And if you've come along the journey, you didn't, we didn't spend a lot of time together. So shout out to us. Look at us. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. And I will catch you guys in my next one. I will be live tomorrow on Wednesday if God says the same. I love you. Be blessed. God loves you. I love you. We love you. Have a good one. Bye, y'all.